Hello there and good evening. Um, thank you for this opportunity again to do the, the Vision um, Friday Night Devotional. I want to um, look tonight at Psalm 120. Psalm 120. I'll pray before I start reading. Father, we just come before you. We just thank you for this opportunity tonight to hear your word, to preach it, and to have something that we can get from this devotional, Lord. It's a tough passage, Lord, but we pray that through your Holy Spirit that you will give some encouragement through it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Psalm 120. In my distress, I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, or what shall be done to you, you false tongue? Sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of a broom tree. Woe to me that I dwell in Mesech that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. My soul has dwelt so long with one of, of one, with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. We come to the psalm and also with the, the next 14 chapters of this psalm, it's part of the, where the Jewish pilgrims would chant as they would travel up to Jerusalem. They would hike 2,500 feet ascending to Jerusalem. They would take this journey three times a year and they would partake in the festivals of um, the Tabernacles, Passover, and Pentecost and you can read more of this in Deuteronomy chapter 16. Four of these 15 books were written by David himself and, that, and one by David's son Solomon. It is uncertain who, who had wrote the rest of these chapters, these 15 chapters. So this psalm, this psalm 120, is the start of a journey. It's a spark, it's part of a, a journey of a, a process, a progress, as they climb to Jerusalem. And it gets better through their journey as they reach the, as they reach the temple when they get, when we get, when, when they get to um, chapters um, 132 to 134, this is when you reach the temple. So, to concentrate on Psalm 120, I want to just look at three aspects of um, these verses, these seven verses. Number one, I want to look at the deliverance from lying and deceitful people, verses 1 to 4, and dwelling, and the second point, dwelling in a place of hate, verses 5 and 6. And the third one, verse 7, diplomatic, being a peacemaker. You will notice that 
the whole narrative of this psalm is all about speaking it's all about the speaking tongue and for this person the psalmist is in a computer it's in a community where the, he is living in a hostile place where the words are vicious in their language so let's look at our first four verses deliverance from lying and deceitful people as we read the psalmist is in distress he has had enough and he cries to the lord to be delivered from the people that are around him and and they are lying and they're given false information also a deceitful tongue is causing is kind of causing him to believe something that's false that isn't the truth but he can see all this misinformation and and he has just had enough do you suffer from people lying and being deceitful to you it can be oppressive at times and therefore the psalmist is crying out to the lord all around us we see lying and deceit as part of normal culture today and it, you can see it high up with them with our politicians and with their kind of tyrannical kind of behaviors also with the mainstream news you can't believe a word they say just like i'm being sarcastic here just as donald trump says it's all fake news you could be in a relationship where it is repressive with a part with a partner being a liar and being dishonest maybe it's just maybe it's just both of you just as being as bad as each other causing a deep toxic life together to illustrate this i want to look at um psalm 52 it kind of it's about a man called doig with um david and with um with saul so i want to just give you four verses of this psalm 52 why do you boast in evil almighty man the goodness of god endures continually your tongue devices destruction like a sharp razor working deceitfully you love evil more than good lying rather than speaking righteousness Sila. you love all devouring worth you deceitful tongue so in the psalm 52 it corresponds with a historical kind of events from 1 Samuel chapter 21 and and in chapter 22 it tells of a time when when David lied to Ahimelech where he had told him that he had ordered by the he was ordered by the king to he was on a visit on business but this was a time when David but this was a time when David was 
fleeing Saul. And this was just such a lie. It might be just a small lie, but it had big consequences. Later on, it, these consequences cost 85 priests that were, that were killed and people in the land of Nob were massacred. Now, Joid, the Edomite, was being deceitful, listening into the conversation between David and Hamelech. And later, we read of Joid, he was speaking to Saul, to Saul and said that David went to Elimelech for food and for the, and for the sword that had killed Goliath with which was which was true. But Doig said that David and Haimelech consulted with God for him, maybe to kill Saul. But this made Saul very suspicious of David and Haimelech and conspired against him. And also Doig that was an Edomite. They were enemies of Israel. And somehow Saul found favour in Doig and worked as he had found favour in because he was one of his herdsmen. But this was an opportune time for Doig because he was causing treachery and deceit by slaughtering the priesthood. And that with the priesthood it had ties with God and Israel and this was broken. In the future, when David became king, he installed Abathar as the new priest, so things got back on path. So you see that line and deceit from these different characters in Psalm 52 and 1 Samuel, it was a cruel and really messed up. So let's go back to... Um, Back to our Psalm, um, Psalm 120, and verses 3 and 4. Verse 3 is a kind of a rhetorical question, and verse 4 it kind of gives us the, the answer to that question. And it reads here, What shall he, what shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thy false tongue? Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. I think he is like murmuring to himself. I think he, <clears throat> I think he might, I think he might be bold in addressing the people, but he might get into trouble. In verse three, he's kind of saying in a way, he's kind of saying, what will your lying lips and deceitful tongue cost you? What are you going to get from it? And the evil people are, are going to get God's judgment in which the coals of the juniper or broom tree will be attached to a sharp arrow and fired at the evil people where they will reap what they have sown with the consequences of lying and deceit. The broom tree is kind of a, a short kind of shrub. It grows high enough to give you shade like with Elijah. The charcoals for burning of the burning wood keep hot and retain 
heat which makes them great firewood fuel for for a campfire or your fire pit at home. And I'm sure that um, David, Pastor David, will source some of these coals for your next um, church barbecue where he can give you a taste of his Slimming World sausages and you can see how long the coals will last for the marshmallows. But also maybe David would prefer, like with Job, in Job chapter 30 where they used the broom tree, used the root of the broom tree which was kind of a, a kind of a sour kind of taste to it so um, I don't think that would be on the Slimming World plan. So let's look at our second point here. Dwelling in a place of hate verses 5 and 6. The psalmist was unlucky. The place he lives, the place of hate. Being hated isn't nice. Even if you're a good enough person, people will always find fault. Sometimes people will misunderstand you or your circumstances. Maybe even if it's the way you look or being a vulnerable person or even someone who is like who has autism. But the psalmist here is saying in verse 5 and 6, Woe to me that I dwell in Messi, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My soul have long dwelt with him that hated peace. The psalmist is still bemoaning. He's, he's just so discontented and he lives in Mesek or Kedar. But he can't be in two places at once. But maybe he had visited these places in his journeys. Maybe he was like maybe from from Kedar. The, they were kind of they were Arabs and maybe he had journeyed with them. But Mesek was kind of north of Israel today. It's part of modern day Turkey. But investigating in Genesis chapter 10 verse 2 and Ezekiel 27 verse 13. They were a descendant of Noah's son, Japheth, who were merchants that traded in slavery and in vessels of brass in markets. And Kedar was kind of the northern Arabian desert, southeast of Israel. And Kedar is named after the son of Ishmael, who were powerful Arabs. And we read of them in Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 28, when judgment came on them as well as Hazar. So, do you, do you or have you ever lamented in your life? It can be tough. We know that God knows every lying tongue and deceitful action against us and eventually in God's timing these people will pay for their actions. In Matthew 5 verse 11 and 12 it says, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
and it's so important to it's so important to endure these times. These times when things are kind of stripped away, stripped away to bare bones. But you know what? You know what? It keeps our eyes towards heaven and keeps them off earthly things. Earthly rewards. Our rewards are in heaven. So let's look at our last point and third point being diplomatic being a peacemaker in verse 7 it says I am peace but when I speak they are for war the psalmist here is in has a relationship with these false lying accusers he seems to try and kind of communicate a kind of kind of peace but these accusers are too far gone and all they and they're not wanting help they just don't want it but they all they do is want war this devotional it hasn't been encouraging encouraging but the psalmist it wasn't for him either so so let's see what we can see what we can learn from this let's look at this verse 7 closely and see something that we can take home with in verse 7 again it says i am for peace as we read through this psalm we see we see the psalmist's personality he is a person that loves the lord he longs to be in jerusalem jerusalem to be at the temple partaking in the festivals and also having fellowship with like-minded be believers. But he is trying to be a peacemaker. It's natural for us to be, as believers, to find a solution in life issues where we can bring peace through our witness and through prayer. A verse, again, in Matthew from on the Sermon of the Mount it gives us some help in Matthew 5 verse 9 it says here blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God this is the first mention in the New Testament of peace spoken by Jesus and ultimately he is the only real peacemaker as it says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 and having and having made peace through the blood of his of the, of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven just like the psalmist before you could he just like the psalmist the psalmist before he could become a peacemaker between himself and the people there must be peace between him and God and this is through the sacrifice for him the sacrifice and burnt offerings where animal blood was drained and sprinkled on the altar which was needed for repentance and to atone for sins for us this peace is through it's through the blood of Jesus. His sacrifice shall 
work on the cross once and for all atoning for our sins through through this we have been reconciled to God through forgiveness of sins when we when we when we repent and when we are even born again and where it says in Romans 5 verse 1 therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ and so we are Christ ambassador ambassadors in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 now then we are ambassadors for Christ and through God we're we're pleading through us to implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God for he made him to know no sin to be sent for us that we might become righteous of God in him so we might have an important role being commissioned with the message of reconciliation to the world telling them to come back to a relationship with God so father we just come again we just thank you for this word tonight I know it's a tough message but Lord we just know that you died and bore her sins on the cross and we just thank you for that Lord we just ask you Lord just to bless this church and and just keep them safe tonight in Jesus name Amen so thank you for that I hopefully will see you on Sunday I think um, the time is between four I think I'm coming between four and five for the buffet so I'll see you then okay take care and God bless